Well, today we recognize Memorial Day, and I think that it's only right that we do. And so we honor those that serve in the military, and we thank you for your service, and there's no way that we can ever repay you. Give them a hand. <clears throat> but there, there are some that aren't with us today because they paid the ultimate price. And so we choose to remember them today as well. If you would go ahead and run that, please. I knew a man called him Sandy Kane. You folks even knew his name. What a hero, yes, was he. Don't understand about the reasons we are free. I can't forget the look in his eyes or the tears he cried as he said these words to Some, some gave all, some stood through for the red, white, and blue, and some had to fall. And if you ever think of me, think of all your liberties and recall.
I want to read part of an article that was written for this Memorial Day. It was written by the man that shot Osama bin Laden this Memorial Day. There's nothing happy about the loss of brave men and women of our armed forces who died in combat defending America. Memorial Day is not a celebration. Memorial Day is a time for reflection pause, remembrance, and thanksgiving for patriots who gave up their own lives to protect the lives and freedom of us all, including the freedom of generations long gone and generations yet unborn. We owe the fallen a debt so enormous that it can never be repaid. Memorial Day is a time to honor the lives of those who would, would rather die than take a knee when our national anthem is played but they will fight and die for the rights of those who kneel. This holiday is a time to think of young lives cut short, of wives and husbands turned into widows and widowers, of children growing up without a father or mother, of parents burying their children. Memorial Day is a time to think of might-have-beens that never were, of brave Americans who put their country before themselves, Without these heroes, America would not be America. I think that it's important for us, typically Memorial Day for us, or in all across the nation, marks the beginning of summer. It's the day that we crank out the barbecues, we go to the lake, and we celebrate. And I understand and, that, and that's all well and good, but we need to remember. There's a reason that our life has been preserved. You know, my dad used to tell me when I was a kid, he said, if you can't say something good about someone, then just don't say anything at all. And I think that it's important that we recognize that we have a common bond even though we may not agree on everything, we have a common bond as Americans. We need to remember, I love history. And those of you that have ever done any reading of history, sometimes in our schools we're given such a, and I understand they can't go into detail on everything, but there were so many battles during the Revolutionary War where God showed up in a very unique way, whether it was protecting Washington's troop with a fog that settled in on range to overseeing them at the Battle of Trenton. And so when we remember, we remember our fallen heroes, and that's right, but we just don't remember them. We remember God. 
Everybody say, remember God. I'm convinced that if it were not for God, there would not be a United States of America. This nation, this nation, but I've never met anybody in my life that's always been right. Have you? I mean, how many of you have always been right? I thought I was and found out I was wrong. <laughs> See, no, no one has always been right. But, you, you know, if, if your children's wrong, you don't, you, you don't take your child and say, you know what, you're not my kid anymore. Toss them out the door. You messed up. You got it wrong. Toss them out the door when it's wrong. Correct it when it's wrong, but still be an American. Still still stand. And this is what I'm letting you know is that if God judged us according to when we only got it right, there wouldn't be one person in this building today. And I, I thought about this passage of Scripture. It's found in Psalms, the 20th chapter and the 7th verse. And it says, Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. Would you look at your neighbor with me and just say that with me? Remember. We will remember the name of the Lord our God. You see, it's possible to, to, to be raised in the land of the free and the home of the brave and still be a prisoner to sin. So the nation that you're born, it was the USA or whether it was Israel or whether it was Australia, it doesn't matter. Do you understand? There's only one way to get there and that's through him. Amen. And we need to remember some trust in chariots, some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. I thought about those men throughout history that we have an account of in Scripture that remembered the name of the Lord. And they always weren't right. There was a guy by the name of Samson that was probably the greatest warrior that we would get. Everybody say he's a he-man. Zoo. Jump into a lion's cage and slap him around a little bit. You know, his feats of strength were supernatural. It didn't have anything to do with him. It had everything to do with God. And if we're not careful, we forget that everything that God's ever blessed us with, everything that God has ever done for him, and we need to remember. I've watched folks get used by God and they get kind of... I always tell them, I said, you know, God used a donkey once. It's always been a good check for me to remind myself that I'm just flesh and blood. And if it wasn't for the grace of God, I've got no hope and I've got no help. Remember the name of the Lord your God. You can trust in chariots and you can trust in horses. I hear, hey, I am hear me well. I'm not going to go around bragging about our military at the expense of forgetting God. Because those men and women in uniform will let you know before they go out on a mission, there's someone they're asking for favor, and it's God. It doesn't matter. I heard the, old, the, the saying one time is that there's no such thing as an atheist in a foxhole. Sobering effect on you. And Samson had 
had all that strength and, and sadly, he began to take it for granted. You see, just because God smiles on you doesn't mean you're exempt from attack. Just because God blesses you doesn't mean that the devil's not going to try the right place. And Samson got to thinking about how strong he was. Let's be fair to the guy. It'd be hard not to get kind of carried away with yourself. I mean, if you've got a thousand men, and look, I'm not talking about fairy tales, folks. I'm talking about stuff that happened. If you've got a thousand man army facing you down, I know what it feels like when the anointing of God touches me. I always tell people, man, it feels like it, it, that I, I, was produ- I was placed in very precarious situations where it, it came to churches or it, it came to organizations and God put me in a place and gave me a word. And the only way I would have ever been able to deliver that word is if I felt something come over me that was very powerful and 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 i'm just going to tell you it was like supernatural there were times that i was ministering that i literally was saying is that and when you when you experience that it makes you feel like clark kent i need to let somebody know what's going on inside of me right now but even clark kent had to be concerned about kryptonite. And so Samson sees a thousand-man army in front of him, for him in a way that I'm trying to fathom in my mind how his body was able to contain it. And he became a one-man army. A fighting machine took out a thousand. Don't you know when he got through with that that he's thirsty? what he said he got done killing all those folks and he's he's saying god you gave me this great victory now i'm going to die a thirst out of it and so you know sometimes we tend he had cast that aside and sometimes we tend to cast aside the very thing that brought us the victory our prayer life isn't it amazing how anointed you can be to pray when everything's going rotten when everything's falling apart in your life and how, how you can really be, oh God, I, you know, and you get down to praying. When everything's going great, sometimes you forget that prayer life. And you can't, and, and he get you know, and then a, a girl comes along. Come on up here, girl. You're the only one. And, and, and she comes around and she starts feeling on his muscles. And she's saying, Samson. You can call me Rick. And look, I'm just telling you where the rubber meets the road. It's easy to get carried away with yourself. All of you, you know, when you got somebody bragging on you, some, you know, fine looking girl up there rubbing on you. Hey, you know, I, I, I really probably ought not do this, but go ahead. You know what I'm talking about? I'm just trying to get real with you today, folks. And, you know, so, so we forget how easy it is for us to succumb to temptation. And Samson, I, I'm thinking this guy's playing Russian roulette with a brunette. <laughs> like, oh, baby doll, honey. Oh, baby, honey. <laughs> if, if, if you really love me. If you really love me. You go, do you know this story? I'm, I'm just following you. You're, you're going to tell me. You're going to tell me. Where your strength's where at. Where your strength's at. 
Well, honey doll, if you used to tie me up with seven green vines, green vines that have never been dried, I'd be weak like any other man. So she shows up on the next date with seven green vines. We'll call them seven ropes. Shows up with Would that not make you think? I mean, stop and think about it. Look, I, you know, I know we're laughing about this, but this is a reality check. This guy is so caught up with himself. This woman, just to ask him what would make him weak, she, he tells her a story, but she doesn't know. What are you doing with that in your hand? Oh, it's a gift for you. And, she, and he, he lets her bind him up. And she said, the Philistines are on you, Samson. And he busts it and goes out. And then he starts thinking, what was, what'd she do that for? But she starts laying on the honey again. Thick and and you you, you know you you said that you loved me no don't start going to no, you're going to get me distracted okay so, she said you you said you said that you loved me and if you really loved me and you, you you lied to me you told me that if it, that if I tied you up with seven ropes that never been used and it, it it worked and it didn't work and so you know you don't tell me what will make you weak and he said well take my and, and, you know, and, 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 and weaving into seven braids and a loom and all this, you know, and, and she does it and he lays there while she's doing it. And she says, the Philistines are on you. And he jumps up, you know, and he takes off with, you know, hair and everything, you know, and, and, and here's a problem. He's trusting in himself. And then he finally spills it and says, my hair. And when she cuts his hair, he finds out that she never loved him at all. Thank you. He finds himself in a weakened condition. His eyes have been taken from this man that had been a champion for Israel is now grinding in a prison. But he remembered. Everybody say, remember. He remembered where his strength came from. He remembered that this wasn't about him. This was about God. Amen. The Philistines trusted in their chair in that lowest spot in his life, remembered the name of the Lord his God. Amen. And my friend God remembered him. And I'm going to tell you something. I want to take this a step further. I leave for your consideration that Samson did not have to die with the Philistines. He could have because I think he felt so ashamed and, 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 and like he had let God down in such a way that he felt like if, if I can just, if I, if, I could, if I could do what you called me to do and keep my focus for just that length of time, then God, I'd be happy to leave this walk of life if I can just fulfill what you asked me to do. Amen. And so his greatest moment all because he remembered. Somebody say, remember. Joseph was his daddy's favorite, the darling of the family. How many of you were the baby of your family? Hold your hand up. Mine's up. 
It's a baby in my family. Hold up the other one. Cheer all, you get away with everything. I had to sleep with one eye open. Because I had two brothers and two sisters. And there's just something natural, an agitation toward the baby. I remember screaming for my life one time when my brother was coming after me. I told you the story, you know, and I'm 16, I'm going to whip you. And I guess I, I turned 17, I think, and we got into it. And, and, you know, and he said, come on, you said when you turned 16, you're going to whip me. So I jumped up and I said, let's go. And I went after him and he come out of the bedroom with a gun and shot me. Thank God it had a blank in it, but I didn't know that. I thought I was dead. When I grabbed my chest and fell to the wall, he thought I was dead too. And he started looking at the gun. You need to understand that that's just the way life is, folks. Some people love you and some people love to hate you. That's just the way it is. And if you get caught up in trying to please people, you're going to be the most miserable person in the world. Well, what am I supposed to do? Focus on pleasing God. I always tell folks this. I said, look, I'm, <laughs> I'd a whole lot rather you be mad at me than God be mad at me. So I'm just going to focus on pleasing God. And you go, and he said, how many of you have ever had a dream before? I mean, how many of you ever had a dream where in your dream, good things were happening to you? You know, what, hold that hand up. Don't be ashamed of it, everybody. You know, yeah. Great things. And then you went and shared it with somebody. Tell your brothers, man, I had a dream the other night and they were, you know, we were all corn stalks and, and, and your corn stalk bowed down and worshiped mine. It was a great dream. Not so much for them. And so that animosity built and sometimes when things change, when things don't turn out the way you expected them to. It's easy for you to get disillusioned and forget that God is still in control. Amen. I mean, who, ha who hasn't had a phone call in the middle of the night and saying, God, what's this about? The darling of his father gets sold by his father's sons. Thirteen years of his life become a nightmare in one moment one instant i don't know if any of you've ever had a moment in your life where something happened and you keep reliving it in your head and it's like you're relieve, reliving it in your head and you're trying to change it you're trying to stop it. You're thinking, God, just if I had the opportunity to go back and if I could just do, if I could have turned right instead of left, if I could have, if I would have just thought before I said that and you torment yourself with that. You can't change the past. Amen. He can change your future. And so Joseph kept hanging on to God. For 13 years of questions and, 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 and being treated. I mean, it wasn't bad. For, you know, it was bad enough when he got sold, but then God blessed him and he wound up head over Potiphar's house. And then his wife got the hots for him and he wounds up in prison. 
And so it's like, what, are you kidding me? It's, we never have figured out exactly what she was. But she was trouble. And he winds up in prison. But I want you to hear me. When you remember the name of the Lord your God, when you remember to call on him, he can turn from sleeping on bedrock to sleeping in the king's bed. <laughs> he went from his brother's ignoring everything he had to say to an entire nation clinging on to his every word. My friend, God can turn it around when we remember. Everybody say it, entire army that's been rendered helpless because a guy that's nine feet and nine inches tall keeps going out and bragging about how big he is. And he said, just send me a man to fight. Let me reiterate this to you. The devil will always try and isolate you. Goliath does not come out and say, send the army over here. He wants to separate you and he gets you by yourself because he feels like if he can isolate you, he can take you down. But if God before me, <laughs> who my friend can be against me? If you remember, if you remember when David stepped out on that battlefield, Goliath looked at him and thought, man, I'm so big that boy can't possibly hit me. David looked at him and thought, man, he's so big I can't possibly miss him. Like he had the battle in hand, but when David stepped out on the field, he said, the battle's not mine. I'm giving it to the Lord, and he's well able to overcome you. You may be bigger than I am, but nobody's bigger than my daddy. You remember what it was like when you went to grade school? You mess with me, I'm going to tell my daddy on you. Oh, yeah? Well, my daddy's bigger than you. He loves us. And we need to remember. And so David remembered, and Goliath fell at his feet when we remember. And here comes my question. What happens when everything just goes, how many of you have ever had a day that you wished you could play over? You know what I'm talking about? It's like, it's like by the time, by the end of that day, I wish that somehow I could turn this around. You're not the first one that ever felt that way. You study scripture, you find a man in the gospels, his name is John. We refer to him as John the Baptist because he was always baptizing folks. In the third chapter of Matthew, he shows up and man, he's coming out from Jerusalem and Judea. Crowds are coming out to be baptized by him. And he's, he's hollering, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And folks are just falling down. Oh, baptize me, John, baptize me, John. And I mean, he is, it's going on. What preacher doesn't dream of that? I mean, wouldn't it be wonderful if we came here one Sunday morning, we looked up and, uh, and the, the parking lot was completely filled. And, and people were, I mean, we had all the seats full and there were people still walking in and, and they would be, you know, we'd have to put them up here and, and all over. We think that there must have been some tragedy because after all, that's the only thing that brings people to church. Sadly, that's true sometimes. But if you keep your focus, and so John has all this going on and everything's going great and within eight chapters, everything's getting ready to go south. 
In the third chapter of Matthew, all of Jerusalem, Judea, Urkan is sitting in a prison wondering what in the world is going on. He's beginning to question whether or not his ministry even meant anything, whether or not he should, whether he should, whether he wasted his time, he wasted his life because he hears in prison about the works of Christ. You know, I can get excited about what Jesus is doing as long as he's doing it through me. I can get excited about the Lord. How many of you have ever, you know, how many of you have ever been blessed? I'm just trying to reach everybody. You know what I'm talking about? You ever been, been blessed with something and, and it's easy for you to rejoice when you're blessed? Oh, come here. Come here. Where, is, is Kathy here? Kathy Porter? Good, I'll talk about her. No, no, I, I shared this the other day, but Kathy came to the office the other day and they had just gotten a brand new truck. And I, when I pulled up, I was looking at the truck. I thought, man, that's a sharp looking truck. And I was trying to figure out who had said, is that your truck? She said, yeah, you want to see it? We went outside, man, she's showing it to me. And there was just a little smidget of pride there. She was saying, yeah, it's, it's great. And I'm thinking, man, this, <laughs> this little girl's got this great big old truck, you know. And I'm thinking, how's she get? But boy, she was riding high. I mean, you know, she blessed her with. I, I was thankful for her. I wasn't near as excited as she was. <laughs> now, I can tell you if that had been my truck, I'd have been a lot more excited. That's just the way it works, folks shouldn't be that way, should it? We ought to rejoice with those that rejoice. But sometimes what happens is when things don't work out the way you thought they should. So when John hears, and instead of getting excited about it, he calls a couple of disciples over and he said, hey, I want you to go ask, go find him. And I want you to ask him this question. Is he the one that I was supposed to be looking for? Or should I be looking for somebody else? Let me just put down in plain English what John's thinking. The one that introduced you as the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. I'm the one that told others I've got to decrease so you can increase. You would think that if you're the one, you would at least get me out of jail. Don't tell me you haven't ever thought that. Don't tell me there hasn't been a time in your life that you've been going through something and you said, God, I thought you loved me. When you were five years old, I went to God in prayer and I said, really, God? Really? I thought you loved me. I thought, what's this about? I can't believe you did this to me. God can handle your complaints. And let me explain something to you. The reason we complain is because we don't understand John didn't understand. When they go and they ask you if you're the one that was coming or should we be looking for someone else, Jesus didn't get upset with them. Jesus didn't say, how dare you think about that? Jesus didn't say, oh, you tell that John, he better get his act together. How dare he question who I am? Jesus didn't do that. Because Jesus understood. So what Jesus says is this. Go show John again. Good. 
It's that his circumstance is causing him to forget what he should be remembering. Everybody say, remember. Sometimes when we're going through stuff, we forget everything that God's done for us. Sometimes when, we're, when, when we need a job, we forget about the times. Sometimes when we're facing problems in our family, we forget about the fact that God gave us a family. And so he tells them, I want you to remind John. I want you to cause John to remember. Go and show him the things that you see with your own eyes and hear. That the lame walk, blind eyes preach to the poor. And as they start to walk away with that to remind John, Jesus pauses, he stops them, and he says, And tell John this, Blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me. Let me give it to you in plain English. Go tell John that if he can walk through this life and remiss beyond his wildest imagination, just go and remind him that this what he's experiencing now is not the end of the road. Go and remind him, cause him to remember that I am with him always, even to the ends of the earth. I'll never leave him. I'll never forsake him. Make him remember. Sometimes I've heard about people having temporary amnesia. You ever hear about that? It's a disease that is only acquainted to men. Women can't understand it because they've never had it. They remember everything. <laughs> but men have selective amnesia. Sometimes there are things we forget selectively. But how many of you know there are some things you can't afford to forget? There's some things you need to remember, like your wife's birthday, your, if you want to live to eat again. Remember. It doesn't cost us a lot to remember, but it does take discipline. Because I'm going to tell you what, it's hard to remember how good God has been when you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death. But it's not impossible to remember. John didn't know what Jesus was going to do for us. He didn't realize the price that Christ would pay. He just thinks, I'm in prison. He's not. Why doesn't he come and get me? And so John can't see what Jesus is going to do for us. But Jesus is determined to make sure that we never forget what he's done for us. And he took bread and gave thanks and break it and gave it unto them, saying, This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. Would you stand with me? I'm going to ask the ushers to come and what do you do when you forget? Brother-in-law that has always been great at remembering everything. You know what I mean? It's like he, he'd remember, I'd ask him to do something, he would remember. 
He asked me to come by and pick him up for work one morning. I took off to work and forgot all about him. I was already in town when I remembered I was supposed to pick him up. You ever try and apologize to somebody? Man, that's what it feels like. It feels like, wow, I can't believe you know, you just forgot me. One year, Debbie, and I forgot our anniversary. You know how Debbie felt? The same way because she forgot it too. She forgot. Her mom had to remind us. Her mom called her. I, wasn't, I was in Texas, man. I was getting ready to fly. He said, what? Happy anniversary. So she calls me and lays this guilt trip on me. Do you know what today is? night, man. I don't have my calendar. I, do you know what today? And I, I knew that's a loaded question. And I'm thinking, man, what have I, I forgot to take the trash out. What, what is it? I, and she goes, it's our anniversary. And I honestly, I felt about that big. And I thought, baby, I am so sorry. She could have led with that line, but she chose to let me sweat for a while. Remember, You need to remember why you're free. You need to remember why the devil can't drag you to hell. You need to remember that. And it's his last night with his disciples on earth where they're gathered this way. His last night. And what's he do? He takes out some bread. He breaks it and he says, this is my body in remembrance of me. This is Memorial Day weekend. Friends, we're going to remember. I'm asking you to come forward right now. There are elements, these baskets, please take an element and then just move back so others can do it. We're going to end the service this way. Would you come quickly? Come quickly, grab an element. You know, sometimes life can seem overwhelming. If you don't remember, if you don't remember, all you see are the bad times. If you don't choose to remember. Let me ask you a question. What makes the headlines in the newspaper what stories run the first stories come out just just recently we've heard about all the school school shootings but just recently a teacher in indiana tackled a student that had come in with two guns tackled him down got it away from him saved countless lives i didn't see that leading the headlines here a while back, a had a concealed carry came up on a scene on the side of the road where an officer had been wrestled down by a man and the man was beating this guy to death and the officer was crying, please shoot him, shoot him. And the man drew his weapon and he shot him and saved that officer's life. You don't hear about that. All you hear about are the things they want you to think about. He came so you could wake up in the morning with a smile on your face, a song in your heart, a surety in your soul that it is well in Jesus' name. Remember. So 
before he paid the price, he broke the bread. That next day, a Roman whip ripped ribbons of flesh off his back. They would watch a mob of soldiers beat him about the chest and the head until he is so swollen and bruised that Isaiah record his end. Sometimes we come to church and we enjoy all the freedom that he purchased for us, but we forget to remember that it costs something. Today, we choose to remember. As you take the wafer, would you please remember with me now the beating that he remember? took a cup and he passed it to them that night and he said you drank the of it he said because I'm not going to drink from this that ought to give you some hope right there what's he saying he's saying cheers <laughs> he's saying I'm not going to right now what you're drinking is to remind you that I'm going to shed my blood but when you step into that new heaven with me uh, when you step into the kingdom with me uh, we're going to drink again in victory we're going to drink in joy we're going to drink in happiness Thank you, Jesus. so though you may drink endure for a night but joy cometh in the morning as we remember Father thank you Jesus we remember God thank you Lord come on take a moment just raise your hands and thank you thank you for the price that was paid Father we thank you for your word for all these things but today we remember we remember that it didn't come without a cost we remember it didn't come without a price and we're so thankful as we remember that you were willing to pay that price uh, that you chose to rather die for us than live without us so we say thank you and we remember that whom the son is set free is free indeed come be real quick stretch your hands to heaven right before they take off on this song we'll leave uh, we'll go out on this song but I want you to stretch your hands to heaven with me right now. If you're in this building and you've never said yes to him, you've never said, Lord, I want you to be my savior. I accept you as the Lord of my life. I want you to pray this prayer with me real quick. about what you did. It's about what he did. Those three that were baptized today, do you know that angels are rejoicing in heaven? The names have been written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. Why? Because they remembered. So pray this prayer with me. If you've never accepted, if you've never said yes, would you pray this with me right now? Lord, today I've been reminded of what you did for me. been bought with a price. I'm asking you right now to forgive me of all my sin. Lord, I choose you as my Lord and Savior. I believe though so today I embrace him. I say yes. I say yes. And I give you praise for it. 
in Jesus' name for my brand new life. Come on, give my hand clap of praise in this house today. Yes, he loves us. 